Hi folks and welcome back to our podcast. I'm on my own today. Jane has jetted off on holiday and is currently enjoying some sunshine. But we wanted to continue on and, and record the next episode of our podcast. So today we wanted to talk about company culture, why it matters, but more importantly, how to implement it into your business. So we've come over to Glasgow to hear from Susan McRoberts, who runs a curated consultancy. She supports businesses to create and implement the right company culture to help their businesses grow. Now, as I'm sure you can imagine, there is a lot to cover in this topic, so we split the podcast into two. One, on why the right culture is important, and the second one, on how to go about implementing it into your business to help your business grow. So let's get on and hear from Susan on the first podcast. So my name is Susan McRoberts and I run my own HR consultancy called The Curated Consultancy. So um, we, I think we're going to chat today a wee bit about the power of purpose. So really important part of setting up your business and, and, and having some direction going forward. And uh, I, I know it's, it's not always the easiest thing to try and convince people who've got their mind on facts mm. and figures and bringing in income and so on and so forth. So how do you go about convincing perhaps some of your tougher clients that this is a really important part mm-hmm. of, of setting up your business? Yeah, it's been interesting. So some of the clients that I've worked with, um, what they've been talking to me about in terms of the challenges that they've got is that they keep having to sort of um, increase people's pay um, and that they are using pay as one of the key tools to motivate um, and retain staff. And, And it's just such a short term it has such a short-term impact for them and they're still finding that people just weren't really engaged in their business. Um, and so what I showed them is this sort of employee value proposition triangle and I think when you can show somebody something visually and show them that at the bottom of that triangle, the base of the triangle is built on being competitive on pay and benefits, but it's not where you compete. So get it right, but then start to differentiate around career opportunities balance that out with well-being. Um, so, you know, in my, my career, I know that we've probably uh, quite often kind of burnt out talent, so get that balance right between developing and growing people, but also maintaining their um, a focus on well-being. But ultimately, it's about engaging people through this sense of purpose and, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? We all have to kind of get out of bed on a Monday morning and it just helps to have a real reason behind it. Um, And I think we focus a lot on what we do and how we do it, but not enough around why do we do it and what difference does it make? Does the well-being part of it come into quite a bit here? I mean, the the well-being of your staff, it's not an easy thing to measure. Mm-hmm. But you'll see some, you know, definite results in a in a, a more happy workforce. I guess is that right? Yeah, I mean, well-being is a really complicated subject. I think, and I think we're probably oversimplifying it a little bit just now by having sort of a focus on on well-being. So, so it's really important. Um, but I think that is probably a subject that we. Is probably needs to be addressed on its own. Um, I think from a purpose perspective. Uh, it really does help to engage um, employees um, and and that's a big challenge for organisations uh, at the moment. So I think there's a lot of disillusionment um, generally. So, you know, people are pretty um, disillusioned with politics, <laughs> institutions yeah. um, and big corporates and, and all sorts of things. Um, and, and the organisations that they work with to a large degree. So we see high levels of disengagement with the employees um, and very little, quite low levels of employee 
real employee engagement with their work. Um, so giving people this sense of purpose and, and, and why what they do matters um, can really help to, to give people that sense of, of purpose and direction. So, you know, what impact do you think that that purpose and vision has as, as you grow? I mean, how do you maintain that purpose and vision if you're two or three guys starting out um, and then you grow to a, you know, a sizable organisation? How do you maintain that purpose? Because presumably you want to try and do that as you yeah. grow. So, so, so purpose is a sort of overarching aspect where, and this is the very aspirational and inspirational um, why businesses do what they do. It's got to be underpinned by a vision, and that vision is where you start to get a bit more specific. So it should align to the purpose, um, and it should still be aspirational, um, but there should be more. It should be more specific and achievable. Um, so vision aligned with purpose is really important, and then it's all underpinned by values and and behaviours. Um, and, and that's really important because the, those three things, the sum of all of that, create the culture in your, or, or, or elements that create culture in your organisation. That's, uh, that's really interesting. Um, the, 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 the part about the values and, and, and embedding them in the business, and they're the building blocks, presumably, yeah. for the other parts of your business. Um, as you grow, should you try and adapt what your values and vision are? I mean, presumably your vision will change based on yeah. where your business is, but... Is it a criticism of businesses if they have to adapt that as they grow, or is that just natural? That's naturally what happens. Um, I, I think the purpose and um, purpose should should be long term. Yeah. Um, I think the vision should be reviewed uh, and make sure that that's you know hopefully you know while it's aspirational, it should be specific and measurable. And as you get to uh, close to achieving that, then you might want to set the next level of vision. Um, Values is an interesting one. I think if you do this early on and get it right, then what it really allows you to do is to attract people into your organisation that align with the values that, of, your, of your company and, your, and yourself as a founder. Um, what happens is, why I think it's really important to, to get that right early on um, is because you know, the people that you hire into your organisation become the DNA. They are what will create the culture in your organisation. So if you're very clear about the, the, the values and the people that you want to bring into your organisation, um, then it means that you, you, know, you will attract the right people into your organisation and you'll repel the ones that aren't the right... Um, I hesitate to use the word fit because I, I talk a lot about ads, culture ad rather than culture fit. Um, but you'll attract the, the right people into your organisation that will add something to the culture. Um, so, so getting that right and bringing the right people in uh, means that you can kind of, th those values should stay true as you grow because I, I think that culture catches. So if you think about, you know, from you starting as a founder of the business, um, the, the next, the first 10 people that you employ are really the DNA um, and, and they will develop the culture in your business because they will hire the next 100. And what's happening there is your culture is probably getting diluted um, as you're growing and it's filtering through different layers in your organisation. But it's also then spreading really fast because you've got you know the volume of people coming in. So getting the right people that align with your values into the organisation early on and, and setting those values up it, it is is really important, I think. 
it was an interesting thing you said there just about um, culture, what was it, culture add and not fit. Yeah, What's, yeah. What, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, I think you have to be really careful with culture. Um, you know, that you don't just think about it being everybody sort of um, being the same. You know, you don't want to create a culture that is a monoculture, that's groupthink, that you've got people who are all going to agree and think that the same sorts of things are all, all a brilliant idea. You know, you want to have people into in your organisation with diversity of thinking. Um, and and so, so culture has to be, you have to think carefully about culture and, and not just go for culture fit and, and develop a monoculture and, and think about bringing a diversity of thinking um, and people into your organisation, but that they all still have the same fundamental values, core values at the heart. So you've not got people who just, you know, just don't have the same values as you, but they but they can still think differently and add uh, and challenge and, and and add innovation and, and new thinking to your business. Do you find that people are are um, almost employing for culture fit or fit, I suppose, or yeah, add uh, rather than perhaps the skills because they can perhaps train the skills, whereas they they really need people who buy into that culture. Would that be right? Yeah, I think so. When I think about skills versus experience and, and culture, um, I think about you know in terms of uh, how if you think about it like a little graph, you know, and how difficult are the skills to train um, versus you know the, the sort of experience. How how important is it is culture fit in your organisation? So something like maybe customer service culture is really important. You want um, people who will um, work with. Uh, customers in a certain way that it should feel you know like um, you know your your company feel to it um, and it's probably an easier skill to train so in those instances I would go for values over uh, um, yeah. skills and experience so it's, it's the it's the ease of training versus you know the importance of the, of the culture of course um in terms of diversity of culture as well that's a big topic right now is mm. ensuring that there is diversity and I think some of the Companies across Scotland and perhaps across Britain have struggled a wee bit mm. to get that diversity. Is that a really important part of that? It's, it's not just to have the same type of people in your organisation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's this thing about diversity of thinking and the value that people bring to your organisation. And it's not just about from a diversity perspective, but just about, you know, I, I think what I think about is is about people being comfortable um, to be themselves at work and bringing a bit of themselves. Probably don't want them to bring everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> leave some yeah. things for private, um, but that people should feel comfortable, you know, expressing themselves, talking about issues and things that they have, um, so that you have that trust and understanding um, and, and it's interesting so I've got a, a photo uh, of my family on a, a proposal document that I sent out and I got some feedback I circulated it to some people and said you know what do you think about my proposal I've set up my own business and a couple of people said I don't like the photo Susan it's you know it's not professional and I was like oh right okay so you know with all feedback I think it's really important to reflect on it take it on board sure. and decide what you're going to do with it and I thought you know I want to work with organisations and encourage them to create environments and cultures where people can be themselves and that they get the best from their people uh, and that's got to be an environment where people can bring themselves to work um, and, and all of their background experience and context and things that they offer so um, the, the photo's still in <laughs> Great right? Does that see 
we, we've talked a bit about this, about bringing more of yourself to the mm. business rather than necessarily yeah. just your skills, come in, do my job, walk out at the end of the day and get to know your, your teammates, your, yeah. your colleagues and so on. You know, is there some kind of uh, evidence or have you seen evidence of, of, of this just genuinely working? I mean, we, we, we talk a bit about productivity. It's not necessarily related to that. But um, do you find that people who, you know, in a, an organisation where they can be themselves are happier, perhaps more productive? Yeah, is that the case? and it's not even just about happiness. I mean, I talk about employee engagement, which is different from happiness, where people, you can have people who are happy, but they're not necessarily productive and adding <laughs> value to yeah. your organisation, but they're having a great time <laughs> <laughs> in there. So it's not, it's not just about happiness, but it's about people being comfortable so that they can express their thoughts, opinions, uh, and things. Um, that it's okay to say, I'm not sure that that's going to work. Um, you know, and avoid some of the things. I mean, you hear it so often, uh, particularly things decided that, um, you know, more senior levels in an organisation um, and frontline staff saying, well, if they just asked, <laughs> so we were told, though, that was never going to work. Right. Um, yeah. So it's that bit about people feeling able to challenge um, and highlight uh, the, 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 you know, the obstacles and things and, and really engage people and get their input to things, innovate in your organisation and, and add value. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's more that for me, that about the environment that you create yeah. that allows people to, um, to challenge, ask questions. Uh, give feedback, um, you know, that sort of open, collaborative, innovative uh, learning environment. That's what it's about for me. If you're interested in startups, make sure you sign up to the Coffee Pod from Talent Spark. We've made it really easy. You can find us anywhere you listen to your favourite podcasts. You can also follow us on LinkedIn or Twitter at talent underscore spark. And if you're building your startup knowledge bank, make sure you follow hashtag TS Book Club and learn what founders and influencers are reading. See you all next time. See you.